following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on a Wednesday broadcast and also the final hour of our 2023 Tellymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit. We are inside Canadian Lakes. You can go to TellymoreGolf.com, book your stay and play package, book a tee time. It's only 45 minutes north of GR. That's TellymoreGolf.com. Inside this hour, Clayton Safey. From the Wolverine.com team will join me. I just spent nearly 72 hours with Doug Skeen and Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. And that made me appreciate life, friendship, and two incredible men who know everything about Michigan football. And Clayton Safey fits that mold out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. His family, huge show, number one fans. He went to Grand Rapids Catholic Central, went to Hope College, tutored under sports media guru Alan Babbitt. And now he writes on a daily basis under the tutelage of Chris Ballas, who is shaping Wolverine minds all around the world at thewolverine.com. So, Clayton, did I read that exactly as Chris wrote it? Yeah, no, that was perfect. That's spot on. All right, so we've been talking about Michigan uh, the last couple of days. Uh, We're going to play the schedule game with you coming up in a moment. I did that earlier uh, with Ballas and Skeen. Uh, Everyone's just expecting uh, another perfect season. Uh, Are expectations too high when you look at the schedule? For the Michigan fan listening right now, anywhere across America or online or on the iHeart app, are they expecting too much? I think that's the the crazy thing about college football is there are probably too many fan bases expecting too much, um, and then everybody disappoints. But I think when you look at Michigan, what they have coming back, the expectation should be to get to that Ohio State game with a chance with everything on the line and probably win that game and win the Big Ten again. Beyond that, I think the playoff is is tough and matchups going to be um, you know really important there. But I think expectations are, are sky high. Um, it's a little bit dangerous, but um, you know with the team that Michigan has coming back, I think this is it's probably spot on. Is it amazing to go back just a couple of years ago with what Harbaugh has done, the pressure he was under, the fact that even Ward Manuel was making him take a pay cut, was dragging his feet on contracts. And now Harbaugh, when you look at the rest of college football, is right there with the big boys. Uh, amazing two-year run uh, by Michigan. It was. Um, and, and the changes that he made during that time, too. I mean, they were able to bring back you know different assistant coaches, Mike Hart, Ron Bellamy, different guys from that have that Michigan background. Steve Klingscale was a huge hire. Uh, switching up the defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, Jesse Minter. He pushed all the right buttons over the last two years. Um, and and now they're at this point in Jim Harbaugh. You look at these lists that are pretty irrelevant, but of the top coaches in America, he's right there at number three behind Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. You could argue, given you know resources and everything else, that he he's right there with those two. 
at this point. And what a turnaround uh, from the pay cut in 2020. So, no, I mean, the fact that they have this rolling now, in the, the last two years were fantastic, but now it feels like this is sustainable. Um, and if you can win three in a row, and, and our, as our Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com often points out, Michigan has never won three straight outright Big Ten titles. Now, there wasn't the championship game back in the day, but that's still an incredible feat, uh, and they have the chance to do that this season. So uh, the fact that we're talking about this as, as part of the Jim Harbaugh era now is is incredible given what, what it was before. I mean, he turned Michigan around to an extent, but they couldn't get over that hump, and now they're expected to get over the hump. How much longer do you think Harbaugh coaches? Uh, again, he's his own leader, his own cat, whatever. He's a different type of animal when it comes to how he does business. Is it the national title and try and get back and, you know, take care of unfinished business in the NFL? Is it the rest of his life being a Michigan man? Uh, what do you look at in terms of short-term, long-term, uh, the future of Harbaugh? I asked Skeen and Ballas' question earlier today. Your thoughts, Clayton? Well, let me first say that nothing would surprise me at this point. Um, and as someone who covers this, you know, it feels like every January there's going to be at least something, at least a rumor that'll pop up uh, with Jim Harbaugh. But, you know, I think some people were surprised maybe at the fact that it seemed like he wanted to stay this year, um, you know, given that Denver had some legitimate interest in him. So I think it's going to be a year-to-year thing with him. He'll probably look at the the outlook of, of where things are at. Um, would he get an NFL offer? Uh, that's another question as well. So I think he's going to be here several more years. Um, and I think that's really good news for Michigan with, with the way he kind of has this rolling. If they can figure out a little bit more of the recruiting a little bit better, but NIL, if they can boost that as well, um, then you're looking at some real long-term success. Do you worry uh, when you're having conversations with Ballas and Anthony Broom and everybody from the Wolverine.com that if Michigan doesn't crank up their NIL game, and they are hiring people and departments and they're making the moves towards it, but if they don't get this NIL machine going, that it could hurt the program long term. Well, here's the thing, and I think we said this on the on the golf course this week as well. Once the winning stops, then I think all the warts w- with that will, will come out. Um, so, you know, right now they're able to keep kids. I mean, there were probably kids on this team that aren't going to play much this fall that could have easily transferred and started somewhere else, but they want to win and they want to be a part of this culture. They want to win three straight Big Ten championships, as we talked about. But once that ends, if it does, um, and, you know, at some point they're not going to win the Big Ten every year, you know, there's going to be something that goes wrong, um, then where are you at? So I think they got to protect themselves for that. Now, they have the luxury right now, uh, I think, of taking gradual steps with NIL while they're on this great, you know, run that they're, they're you know, with winning on the field. Um, but they got to get there. And, and I think that, you know, that is definitely a concern. It's a concern everywhere in the country, huge. I mean, think of every single fan base in the entire country are probably either complaining about their NIL or wondering, is this going to work or do we have the money? Um, so it's not just a Michigan thing, but I think, you know, it, it's definitely something that's always got to be in the back of your mind. And that's no different at Michigan because they were slow to adapt. For sure. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Huge Show. It's our final hour of the 2023 Tullymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit. Tullymore is located less than an hour north of GR. You can book your stay and play package at TullymoreGolf.com. Follow Tullymore on Facebook and on Twitter and book a tee time 
at TullymoreGolf.com. If you live within an hour's drive, cool place to come up. Play 18 at Tullymore St. Ives and also grab lunch. You, you talked about the difference with Harbaugh in these last two championship years, last two college football playoff years. I think the assistants and hitting the right buttons and McDonald and Minter, uh, when you look at the offensive assistants and all the changes he made, which most said, well, nobody wants to work for Harbaugh. Look at all the attrition, guys coming and going, you know, even when players hit the transfer portal. Uh, but his assistants – and the way they've come together uh, the last two years, and even losing McDonald, you're like, oh, here we go again. Right. And Minner steps in. Who, who do you think is the most valuable assistant to Jim Harbaugh out of the group, which I think top to bottom, they're all solid. Who would you deem the Clayton Safey MVP of Harbaugh's staff? I don't know if I'd put it in those terms exactly, but I appreciate that. Um, no, I'm not saying you. I'm talking about one of the coaches. I don't want to get back to your golf on Monday when we beat you 7-2 uh, and we were teeing off in the ladies' tees at Tellymore. Some twilight golf. It was a, an invitation-only tournament. And Doug Skeen and me uh, pay back seven holes to two. I'm not going to bring up my birdie and near eagle on the final hole to put it away. We did go to the audio on Monday's show, and we all agreed that the phrase ass-kicking had to be winning by five holes, and we did that. I don't want to revisit that, Clayton. I want your most valuable assistant coach. Yeah, I just want to say you guys are very, very good at off the ladies' tees, but uh, we will leave. Well, if we're, hold on. If you're ripping us off the ladies' tees on Monday night, how'd you only win two holes? All right, let's talk football here. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, first of all, with the question about the most valuable assistant is the fact that it's a debate is a really good uh, problem for Michigan to have. I'd say probably the number one thing Jim Harbaugh realized after 2020 and, and probably after those two Ohio State games in 18 and 19 where you couldn't stop them for anything uh, is they had to make a change at defensive coordinator. What they did is go to a little bit more of an NFL type of system Ben don't break uh, and Mike McDonald pushing that button. And they've been able to follow that up with Jesse Minter, who was the runner up for that job the year before he goes to Vanderbilt, gets a year of experience in the power five. I know Vanderbilt's not a great program, but in the sec, they're facing some of those big time programs. A um, little bit lucky there that he was able to pull that off, but, but just great moves. But I I'm pointing to Sharon Moore on the offensive line. And now he's the sole offensive coordinator. What they've done in getting back to Jim Harbaugh's roots and he's always kind of had this model of how he wants to have offense at Michigan. But now he has the guy, it feels like, to run it from up front on the offensive line and now calling the plays. Uh, Sharon Moore is an absolute stud. He's a head coach in waiting. Jim Harbaugh said he is beyond ready to be a head coach. I think that's going to come at some point. And down the road, it could be at Michigan. So, um, and, and he loves it here. And he loves, you know, he's, he's a Michigan guy now. Uh, you know, he didn't play here. He played at Oklahoma. But he's also a Harbaugh guy, uh, and, and he knows exactly what vision uh, Jim Harbaugh has for that offense. So I'm going with Sharon Moore, but, man, Jesse Minter is right up there. Steve Klingscale, what he's done with that defensive backfield as well has been huge. I agree. Uh, when, when I look at it, uh, Moore, uh, Klingscale, and a combination of McDonald and uh, Minter would uh, be at the top of my assistant list. So Harbaugh pushing all the right buttons. And like like we talked earlier 
this week. Uh, you know, the backup quarterback, you lose J.J. McCarthy. Uh, that could derail the season. You never know. You could pound the rock. Your defense could step up. Uh, but there aren't a lot of questions about this team uh, going into the season. So what I want to do in our next segment is I want to play the schedule game, which I played earlier uh, with Ballas and Skeen, and I'll give you my uh, final Michigan prediction on the upcoming uh, season. So, Clayton, stick around. Uh, the Wolverine.com uh, is your go-to source for everything University of Michigan Athletics. They do a great job. Ballas and Skeen have the Michigan football podcast. Anthony Broom, he couldn't make it to the Tullymore Golf Summit. We'll have to bring him along. Uh, Skeen, you know what? We've already whipped up on Ballas and Safey. I think we bring out the broom and get the clean sweep of the Wolverine.com staff at our fall football summit. Is Anthony a good golfer, uh, Clayton? Uh, I don't think he plays much. Good. Sign him up. Can't wait for Twilight Golf and the ladies tees. Skeen and I, borderline Justin Thomas, Spieth, we're McElroy and Woods. Uh, anybody, if you want to challenge Skeen and I to come to your golf course and play you in Twilight Golf from the ladies' tees, guess what? Hello, El Tigre Mucho Woods De Niro. Just drop me a message. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Skeen and I will travel the state. Twilight Golf from the ladies' tees. You want to see what real men are about? Play from the damn ladies' tees and beat Skeen and Simonson, if you can. All right, so we'll play the schedule game coming up uh, with Clayton Safey. Chris Ballas and Skeen were phenomenal earlier. Maybe uh, the best info they delivered throughout the entire week on the Tullymore Golf Summit. Remember the Wolverine.com. Also want to give a shout-out to Puama Westphalia. Got a ton of texts coming in. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. If you're from Puamo, you might be able to only do two numbers, 21, and still get in. Not sure about the text exchange and the towers there near 96. Uh, so Austin Fox used to work at the Wolverine.com. He took a covered wagon up from Dexter, and he opened up a communication center for the kids to be able to text and now the Wolverine.com put a computer, a laptop in there at the community center in Poama, Westphalia, where kids now can learn about University of Michigan Athletics. Thank you, On3.com. Thank you, Chris Ballas. Soon to be the king of PW, and that's Poama, Westphalia. They love the huge show. They love Clayton and Austin Fox, who's doing God's work in Poama, Westphalia. He's there for the children. He's there for ballast. He's there for everybody's needs. Thank you, Austin Fox. Clayton, stick around. I will play the schedule game with Michigan Schedule. You can do it on the Mercantile listener line, Mercantile Bank, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. And even beyond Puama Westphalia, text the word HUGE to 21,000. Uh, look at the Michigan schedule on your phone and for football in the fall of 2023 and let me know uh, the win-loss total you have. On the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 838 4843 From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge.
sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. On this date in 1968, that magical year that saw the Tigers win their third world championship, Detroit beat the Washington Senators 7-3. There were two primary heroes that day. One was Joe Sparma, who threw a complete Game 3 hitter, one of seven CGs he had that year. The other was Jim Northrup. He hit one of his five grand slams on the year that day in Detroit. The five were a single-season record until Don Mattingly hit six in 1987, and Travis Hafner tied that record in 2006. Northrup would hit 21 homers in 1968, drive in 90 for the world champs that season, and finish 13th in the MVP voting. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. At same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. For a lot of us, music and mental health are intertwined. That's why the Collaborative Lab created Intune, a free live stream event, and you're invited. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day, so take action for your own mental health by joining us from 7 to 9 p.m. Musical performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to learn how you can join the party for free. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now, some unbelievable action. And they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets Instantly, plus everyone can score a no sweat same game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet up to $10. 
So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show, segment two on this Wednesday broadcast as we wrap up our Tullymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit here in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your tee time or stay and play package here at Tullymore at TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us for another 15-minute get-together so, Clayton, we're going to play the same game we played earlier with Doug Skeen and Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. The win-loss game for Michigan regular season games. We won't know who the Big Ten title game is until late November, early uh, December. So we'll start uh, with week one, which will be East Carolina. The Michigan schedule is daunting during the month of September. Maybe some of the biggest games ever in Wolverine history. So the Pirates of East Carolina, week one, Clayton, what happens? I think Michigan will probably win that game. Um, And East Carolina made a bowl last year. Uh, Had a pretty good offense, but I think Michigan will be too much on uh, September 2nd. And can I just dispel something real quick, too, like the people that are going to talk about the the whole schedule thing with Michigan like they did last year. Um, If you look at some other powerhouses, including in the SEC, so the Big Ten plays nine conference games. The SEC plays eight. A lot of these SEC teams play FCS opponents down, you know, a division or half a division, however you want to classify it. Um, And a lot of times they do that late in the season in November as kind of a tune-up. So here are the the weakest three non-conference games for Georgia – uh, UT Martin, which is an FCS opponent, Ball State, and UAB. Alabama plays Middle Tennessee, South Florida, and Chattanooga, FCS. LSU, Grambling, FCS, Army, and Georgia State. So let's just let's just start with that before we get that whole narrative by Heather Dinich and all the people at ESPN and, and whatnot in the national media. Well, I, I look at the schedule, it's just easy. I, I would like to see a big boy game early you know your first three we can just we don't have to play the schedule game on wins we agree that east carolina unlv bowling green i mean that bus ride up from bowling green ohio where those kids are dreaming of winning at the big house just won't happen i i like when i've seen you know whether it was washington at home or some test games just to get where the team's at uh because i I look at the big 10 and i know luke fickle will I think he'll build a potential champion again at Wisconsin. I just don't find the conference to be that good. I, I really don't beyond Ohio State and Penn State. I, I really don't. 
You know, I look at a Jeff Brom going back to Louisville. He sees the writing on the wall. I know we talked earlier this week about USC and UCLA joining. I, I look at Michigan and I say, okay, Rutgers, that's not going to be a test. Nebraska, everybody's thinking rule is going to do a miracle work just like they thought Scott Frost would. Nebraska, to get to that next level, I just don't see them recruiting like you need to, right? And there's so many options, and there's so many places that kids can go. Uh, we'll see what Rule can do. You know, P.J. Fleck, uh, at is that at Minnesota? Yeah. So that might be the first squirrely game potentially, right? Yeah, so I think, you know, it's pretty easy to predict wins for Michigan, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. But this at Nebraska, at Minnesota stretch is really interesting to me, and it kind of reminds me of two years ago in 2021 when Michigan goes at Wisconsin and at Nebraska. And that Wisconsin game was kind of their coming out party. Uh, they win that game pretty handily. But the Nebraska game was dicey. Nebraska went 3-9 and nine that year, but they had a ton of close games. Uh, and that one was really close. Michigan needed a game-winning kick by Jake Moody. They needed a turnover late in that game. I, I'm predicting that one of those two games at Nebraska, at Minnesota, are close. And that's going to kind of be that first defining moment of Michigan season. If they survive, it'll be you know potentially one of those defining moments in a championship type of year. If they lose, you know, then the margin for error gets gets super slim as they try to, you know, you could still piece together a Big Ten championship, but you really you really can't lose another game. So um, I would uh, I, I predict that one of those two is going to be close, and I think Minnesota. I, I like what PJ Fleck has done there. I'm interested to see what Nebraska is. It's going to be a heck of an environment. We were there a couple of years ago, and I mean that was about as crazy as an, of an environment as I've seen. So, um, yeah, it, it's, those are going to be tough games, and Minnesota's going to show out, too. That, that'll be a you know, pretty big crowd there as well. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Yeah, look at those first four. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, you're 4-0. and And then what is interesting with this schedule, and I'm not saying they're going to lose those games like you're talking about them being close, but that at Nebraska on September 30th, then at Minnesota – Indiana at home should be an easy W. And then you're at Michigan State in the rivalry game. Three of those four games, after the first four uh, of the schedule, where you should get wins, if you can go win those three road games, that will be the point after Michigan State on October 21st in East Lansing where you'll start thinking, you know what, they're going to run the table again. Yeah, and then you'll feel tested. I will say this, too, about the the early season. You know, I'm talking about it in terms of resume and everything, but I'm, I'm not saying... I agree with you, Washington, Notre Dame. Those are always fun games to, to have early on in the year. And I'm not saying it, you know, it couldn't be a detriment where maybe they're not ready against Rutgers like a couple of years ago. That Rutgers game was dicey as well. Um, or Maryland last season where it was kind of their first test. So this will be that first stretch where they get tested. Um, I think Michigan State, we'll see what they kind of are at this point. I don't see a ton on that roster that scares me if I'm Michigan. Are you telling me you don't fear Noah Kim like Chris Ballas does? <laughs> I I mean, we'll see what Noah Kim is. I, the only guy I really feared on that roster was Keon Coleman, who made plays against Michigan last year. And now he, you know, looks like he's going to go somewhere else. So, um, and I'm not saying they don't have talent over there, but I just, I just don't see that. I, I see them going in a downward slide here under Mel Tucker. I just can't pick Nebraska, Minnesota, or Michigan State, three of those four road games to beat Michigan. I just can't with J.J. with the depth with no weakness, unless you didn't have J.J. McCarthy, that I might uh, change my mind. So I have them 8-0, then make it 9-0 with Purdue. 
I don't think at Penn State with a new quarterback is going to be a challenge for Michigan. I, I don't, and that comes up on uh, November 11th. I just don't, I don't see that. I don't see uh, at Maryland. They do seem to play a, a ton of road games this year against quality teams. Maryland has improved, and then you get Ohio State at home. I, I have a tough time finding a loss. I really do. I know you look and see all the road games, and you're like, well, can they win every game on the road? There, there are no potential college football playoff teams or Big Ten champions from any of those games that are on the road that people are thinking Michigan could lose. Well, I would point to Penn State, and I'll say this too. Drew Aller, who you know looks like he's going to be Penn State's quarterback, a five-star type of kid, he won't be a new quarterback on November 11th. Um, you know, He'll have a lot of experience starting games under his belt. And think of it, last year, J.J. McCarthy was a quote-unquote new quarterback coming into that season he didn't even start the first game and he performed you know extremely well in some of the biggest games like Ohio State so uh, I'm gonna say that and I think uh, that was announced as a as a noon game or at least it's trending that way it's gonna be their stripe out at Penn State that's big that it doesn't have to be at night as well Um, I think that's significant news for Michigan that they don't have to go there but I agree with you I think I would pick Michigan in that game right now I would pick Michigan individually in all these games we've talked about so far um but penn state is definitely one of those spots that i look at as a potential slip up no if that's your only loss and then you go into the ohio state game on november 25th with just that one loss you're still playing for just about everything uh, especially because it looks like the tiebreakers would would probably fall your way um you know with that but even looking back at purdue they lose a ton maryland we'll see what they are under you know in the 10th year under talia tagovailoa at quarterback um but you're right there's a lot of road games this year. That's how it breaks every other year in the Big Ten, with, given the numbers. So, uh, And then you get the big one at home, which is uh, fortunate as well. And we saw what happened last time they came up to Ann Arbor. I think Michigan's a favorite in all of their games this year. I don't see them losing in the regular season. They get Ohio State uh, back at the big house, and who knows? Maybe it'll be Cade versus J.J. in the Big Ten championship game in Indy. How about that? I would. I mean, the storylines. As somebody who you know has to write about this stuff throughout the week, I mean, we'd be coming off of an Ohio State game, and then we get to write about Cade McNamara. Not just Cade either. Eric All uh, at the tight end spot. Both were captains for Michigan last year, and then uh, suffer injuries and, and move on to Iowa. So I'm interested to see what Iowa does. Uh, they played the transfer portal pretty well this year, but yeah, I mean, going back to Ohio State, I would I would put Michigan as a slight favorite there at this point. But even them, their new quarterback, whoever wins that job, isn't going to be a new guy at that point. They're going to build up, you know, some chemistry and, and experience throughout the way, and and that's a really talented team too. So there's no given, you know, just because you beat them two years in a row doesn't mean it's going to be three. Uh, but I think Michigan, you know, I would expect them to win that game given all the talent they have, the experience that these guys have. I look at Michigan's schedule at twelve and zero, and whether it's Cade or Wisconsin or whoever gets in. From the West, I believe they will have a 13-0 season, and the key will be uh, when they get to the college football playoff, can they get over that hump and win a game? Because if they would get to the college football playoff, and yeah, 13-0 is awesome, three straight Big Ten titles, it would be three state, uh, straight times beating Ohio State. But, man, when you know people remember your last game of the year. They do. And those players remember the last game of the year. I mean, they – Every guy you talk to, to a man this spring, and I'm sure that this will continue and the same things will be said during fall camp, is what they're thinking about is giving over that hump. Uh, 
they, they posted it on social media, but the, the food menus at Schembechler Hall, at the bottom of them, every day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, the bottom of it, it says Houston or bust. And the national championship game is in Houston this year. So they're gunning for that. And then usually you hear the talk about beat Ohio State or die trying, you know, win the Big Ten. That's the, always the, the goal at Michigan. Um, but with this group, they kind of have their own, you know, set of goals to, hey, let's go win it all this year. Uh, they certainly feel like they have the team. Um, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, if they lose three straight years in the semifinal, especially given that you had that TCU matchup last year, I think coming out of that, people would look back and be like, man, they, they couldn't get there to the natty just once. Um, so, And then when you get there, anything can happen too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this team has higher goals than just winning the Big Ten, but winning another Big Ten would be would be a heck of an accomplishment as well. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us here in Canadian Lakes, Michigan at the Tullymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit. Make sure you book your tee time or golf getaway at TullymoreGolf.com. So the final question I asked Ballas and Skeen earlier on this show, who will be the most surprising offensive and defensive player, players plural, for Michigan this football season that will help them win games? It's a great question. Um, I'm going to go on offense with a guy who started games in the past, um, but I'm going to go with Roman Wilson at the wide receiver spot. I just feel like there's more there that we haven't seen yet with his speed. Um, I think they're going to be able to, to play him a little bit more. He'll be able to play on the outside in addition to the slot. And a bunch of targets are up to, up for grabs now that Ronnie Bell is gone. I was talking to Ben Herbert, Michigan strength coach, a couple of weeks ago, and he said he's going to be an absolute monster this season. He's really matured now that he's a senior. He's taken everything extremely seriously. Um, so I'm going to go with Roman Wilson as kind of a guy who, yeah, he wouldn't be a new name, but he'd be somebody that takes that big leap in his potentially his final season in college. And then on defense in terms of a surprise, I'm going to go with Derek Moore, uh, who's going to be a sophomore edge rusher on this team who just is just a, I mean, he's just looks like a senior or a fifth year senior when you walk past him. Um, but he's only a sophomore. He's big, he's athletic, and they need somebody to emerge as a pass rusher. And I think he can be that guy. And that may be one of those things that puts them over the top in terms of being, you know, a semifinalist in the college football playoff or get to that final game on, on Monday night in Houston. Can they get after the opposing quarterback? And I think Derek Moore will help them uh, get there. Clayton Savey, thank you so much, my man. It was a great three days here at the Tellermore Golf Resort. We'll have our fall football summit coming up in August. You can follow everything Michigan football with Clayton, Ballas, Anthony Broom, and the crew at thewolverine.com. Safe travels, my friend, and we'll talk Michigan football soon. Thank you very much. Clayton Safey joining us here as we're wrapping up segment two on the way. Our true and blue conversation this week with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. We do it every week on Wednesday uh, to end the 5 p.m. hour as we salute the great men and women in law enforcement and the good things they do on a daily basis all across this state. So to all the law enforcement out there, thank you for serving and protecting. And our True and Blue segment is coming up next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Bill Simonson with Greg Harris back inside the leadership locker room. And Greg, you have a new book that you just penned called Sage Advice. Why did you go down this path and write this book? I think, Bill, what I've noticed with families is some elders really were involved and they gave great wisdom 
to the kids. I was blessed with that. I decided to pen this because I think our society has lost some respect for elders and what wisdom and nuggets they can help. Now, I didn't say I listened to my parents well, but I got good advice. Sage advice. Now, that's the book. Uh, MaximizeLeadership.com is the place where you can purchase uh, sage advice, and I think it is sage advice to uh, listen to your elders. You can learn more at one 308 1600 That's one 308 1600 Or get Greg's book, Sage Advice, at MaximizeLeadership.com. Maybe you have a job as a dentist or a teacher or a student, but if you're driving in your car listening to this ad, your job right now is to drive. That's it. And that job does not involve touch screens or texts or scrolling through social media. It involves your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road. Distracted driving is dangerous and deadly. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police has one simple request. Do your job. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. The one-two. Right side, there it is! Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. time for another True and Blue segment with the huge show across Michigan and our friends from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And today we're going to connect to a senior at Muskegon Reese Puffer High School, Mackenzie Landrin, 
uh, is getting done, wrapping up her high school career, and she's thinking about a career in law enforcement after college. Mackenzie is standing by here on True and Blue on the Huge Show. Welcome in, Mackenzie. Hi. Uh, when did you become interested in law enforcement? How did that connection begin? It started in freshman year of high school. I had joined a group called STATS, which stands for Straight Talk About Tough Stuff. Um, in that group, we traveled to schools around the community, and we talk about prevention efforts for drugs and substance abuse. Um, and I really got into it when we started our community outreach events, and I got more connections with the local and state police in the area, and it just kind of grew from there. And that is awesome. Mackenzie Landrin out of Reeves Puffer High School on Michigan's West Coast in Muskegon joining us on True and Blue, presented every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. I did see in some of the notes that uh, you applied for the cadet training program. Uh, there's something where students can connect to the Norton Shores uh, Police Department. Uh, tell me about uh, that application and uh, why you wanted to step up, and also uh, what law enforcement is doing in the Muskegon area, connecting to high school kids like yourself. Yeah, so it started when we had actually one of our community events. Um, Chief John Gill was with me assisting in the hidden and plain sight room that we do through our school. Um, and he was kind of talking about the program, and I found it very interesting. So when the applications came around, I applied. And due to age, I was not able to do it this year. But next year, I do plan on applying again. I'll tell you what, Mackenzie, uh, I'm really impressed uh, with you not even 18 and wanting to step up and help serve and protect and really learn how to become a part of law enforcement. I do see on the notes that uh, you're going to enter Grand Valley State University studying psychology and criminal justice. Uh, do you want to, when you're in, uh, out of college, and it could be you know three, four, five years from now, uh, do you want to step into a law enforcement agency and help serve and protect uh, the people of Michigan? Yes, um, I am very passionate in um, specifically crimes against women, um, but I also find passion in just helping the community um, in any way I can. Uh, Mackenzie, for a high school senior, when you look at everything going on in Michigan and America connected uh, to the image of law enforcement, uh, it's refreshing to hear your voice and your passion uh, are, do you stand alone? Are there more kids that you're friends with, that you've gone to high school with, that you may have crossed paths with, uh, who respect law enforcement more than most would think? Um, yeah, so uh, a few of my close friends actually have family involved in law enforcement or have had, and they're also pretty passionate about it. Um, but most of them are younger, so they're not 100% sure yet what they want to do. Mackenzie Landrin, a senior at Muskegon Reeves Puffer High School. Uh, she just kind of felt the calling uh, to get connected to law enforcement, going to go study criminal justice psychology at Grand Valley State University on the west side of the state. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, they connected me to you, Mackenzie. 
that gives me hope for that younger generation. My best to you in your studies and finding out uh, where in law enforcement uh, you want to help the people of Michigan. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. All right, Mackenzie Landrin out of Muskegon Reese Puffer High School. I, I become inspired by kids like Mackenzie. When I say kids, a young woman now. You know, getting out of high school, we always think they're kids. And now they're adults, soon to be adults. Uh, but to hear that there are teenagers who respect law enforcement, who want to have a career in law enforcement, who want to help, as Mackenzie said, women and crimes against women, whatever it is, uh, there are opportunities for any of you listening, for your children, for any teenagers or young men and women listening. Uh, stop by your local police department, your local county sheriff's, Google Michigan State Police. Uh, there is a path for you to law enforcement. And also when you're of age, you can apply. There are over 4,000 openings for law enforcement officers in the state of Michigan. Men and women who uh, have that calling, like McKenzie, at a young age, or maybe later in life, where they want to serve and protect. Just stop by uh, your local police department, county sheriff. Uh, you can Google Michigan State Police and more. And this is all on behalf of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police and the Huge Show. And it's another edition of our True and Blue segments heard every Wednesday at this time on the Huge Show across Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.